Welcome to Real Talk with Re for mums that want to go from surviving to thriving in motherhood in a neuro-spicy world. We'll be talking about how we can get more organized and minimize stress so that we can avoid burnout, have more quality time with our babies and breathing space in our lives. As a mum of children with autism, we'll be talking about the joys plus the challenges of parenting children on the spectrum. From first noticing the signs of autism through the diagnosis process to strategies to help you and your children stay happy, we're covering it all. As a 40-year-old woman recently diagnosed with ADHD, we'll also be talking about how all too often women and girls are going undiagnosed, why this is a problem, the misconceptions surrounding ADHD, the signs to look out for, and the simple things that we can put in place to make our lives easier. So whether you're a mum or a dad feeling disorganized and over overwhelmed in the fog of parenthood, wondering if you or someone you love may be somewhere on the spectrum or living in a neuro-spicy household, the Real Talk with Re podcast is the place for you. Hi guys, welcome back to the Real Talk with Re podcast. I am Re from mummyof4.com. I am so delighted you have joined me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now today we are going to talk about something that we all need to do from time to time and that is how to get out of a funk. I feel that this is something that I've had to do quite recently. I definitely felt like I was in a massive funk. We got back from an amazing trip. If you're subscribed to my Mummy of Four Does Disney channel, you know that over February half term we went to Disneyland Paris. It was amazing. But then I caught the flu and when we got back I was feeling really really rough. There were a whole load of family issues going on and I just felt with my health issues combined with all the extra stress of things going on, I was in such a funk. I didn't know what I should be doing with my channel and for work. I felt like I was out of ideas. I just could not shake it and pull myself together. So I did a number of things that I'm going to chat about today. All of these are kind of tried and tested methods to get myself feeling more like myself again. Because let's face it, we could all do with that, couldn't we? So the first step that I would say when you are feeling in a bit of a funk, like a low energy, low vibe kind of place is to identify it. The simple act of identifying you don't feel right, you don't feel like yourself, you're not firing on all cylinders or whichever analogy you want to use, that very first step of acknowledging it can be really powerful. It is so easy to just feel in these low moods and to just be in these low moods without even acknowledging that it's happening. And that way the low mood has all the power and we cannot take it back. The next thing I would probably tend to do when I have identified I'm in said funk is to look at what might be causing it. Again, identifying the cause and just knowing why you're feeling like that can in itself be really healing and help you start to climb out of it and feel a lot better. So is there a situation that is causing you to feel really low energy? Is it a relationship with a co-worker or a friend or a family member that's dragging you down? Are there specific health issues? Is it your time of the month? Now, if you've been following me on my YouTube channel for a while or over on Instagram, you can check those out. They're both Mummy of 4 UK. 
you'll know that I've actually had some serious kind of a woman's problem, shall we say, with my cycles and things. And at the point of recording this podcast, I'm due to have, but I've not yet had an operation to kind of sort it all out. But for me, I've never had this kind of regular cycle. And I've realized that people with a, in inverted commas, normal cycle can actually identify during exact periods of the month when they're gonna be feeling better or feeling more kind of in a funk, low vibration. And understanding your body like this, I mean, they should teach this stuff in school. We should not have to figure it out ourselves as adults, but we that's a talk for another podcast all about female cycles. But if you have one of these normal cycles, literally identifying where you are in your cycle, and if that could be the cause, could be like, oh, it's okay. So it's not like, this isn't a permanent thing. This isn't like me. This is my nasty hormones just playing tricks with me. So another way that's really good to get out of a funk is to journal on something. Journaling can look different for lots of different people. I've talked about journaling quite a lot on my YouTube channel. I've written blog posts and things about it. You can do it whichever way it suits you. But to be honest, if you're in a funk, just journaling about the problem that you're having, the way you would chat to a friend, but this is something that could be done without having to involve other people in any time of the day or night. This could look like writing, just sort of free consciousness, whatever you want to just get out onto the page. Could be spider diagrams, whatever it might be. I know some people worry a bit about writing, you know, negative things down and from a law of attraction point of view, are you attracting negativity into your life? But honestly, if these things are going on in your subconscious and they really are running the show, these negative thoughts, by calling them out into the light of day, you can take back control and realise, do you know what? This thing I was worrying about was not as big an issue as I originally thought. This has happened to me so, so many times, which brings me to my next one, which is a problem shared is a problem halved. Pick up the phone and meet up with a friend, have a good old chat. I am very lucky to still have a best friend that I've had since I was, let me see, 12 years old. She is a week younger than me and we've been friends since we were 12. I'm so lucky to have her that really, really gets me. So I'm hoping you have someone that you can kind of go to in your life and vent, discuss the problem with. And so often, especially if you've got someone that really understands you, when you're in one of these funks, they can be far more objective than you can be when you're stuck in your own head. Problem shared is definitely a problem halved. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but that's because it's just true. But you know what? If you've not got a person in real life that you can go to, luckily we've got the internet now. And there are so many supportive groups on Facebook, Instagram accounts, places where you can talk with like-minded people often people that are going through similar things to you. So for example, when you have a very, very small baby, it can sometimes feel really, really isolating. And sometimes the problems that you're having at the time with your small, small baby can be easily forgotten even by mums as their children are older. In this situation where perhaps you have a very small baby, baby groups where you can meet mums with babies exactly the same age can be so helpful. When your babies are really tiny, a baby of two months compared to a baby of 12 months is such a different experience. And when you're put in a situation where you can meet mums with babies almost exactly the same age, it can be so helpful and freeing to be like, oh, well, what are you going through with this? And 
just to bounce off each other and realise that actually everyone is in the same boat. Well, everyone's in the same storm anyway. People are probably in slightly different sized boats depending on how much support they have, what their home situation is, but definitely they're all in the same storm. So if you are listening or watching this podcast on YouTube, you can let me know in the comments, do you have that one person you can go to or is your place to go a family member, a friend, online community? Where do you go for your support when you're in that funk and you really need to vent? Hi guys, editing re here, which you may not notice the difference if you are just listening, but if you're watching the video podcast on YouTube, yes, you can now see I've got headphones and my microphone in the shot. And there is a reason for this. It's because I was editing this podcast that you are listening to and I heard some kind of audio squeaks and weirdness and I had two options. I could re-record it from scratch And the perfectionist in me wanted to do that. The perfectionist in me wanted to just start again. And I could have done that, but it would mean that I'd be one more podcast behind. And to be honest, it's probably best to just record something totally different. And then I've got an extra piece of content out there in the world for you guys to listen to. So then the second option would be to just chuck it out there as it was. Hope no one noticed, which actually when I put... A little poll on my Instagram stories. That's what 99% of you voted for. They said it'd be fine, Re, just chuck it up. I have gone for secret option three, which is to very briefly interrupt this podcast to discuss it because it harps back to something I was talking about in my very first podcast, which is overthinking and perfectionism. Yeah, I overthink so much. I think so many of us do. And I think according to my DMs and all the messages and comments I get from you guys, so many of you do too. And it would have been so easy to be like, oh, it's not perfect. I'll do it again. But then where does it stop? Something else isn't perfect. I'll record it again. I'll end up never uploading a podcast. And that would be so easy to do. It's what I did when I launched my planner. I put it off and off and off. And eventually I just have to think done is better than best and I'm putting it out there. So how may this apply to you in your real life as a mum going about your business? It's so applicable. Imagine now, let's take our children. So imagine your toddler starts to walk, you manage to catch it on camera, but then you say to them, oh, do you know what, darling, you did wobble a bit, so should we film it again to see if we can get a better version? If every time as our children tried something new, they felt criticised and it wasn't perfect, they'd eventually give up and none of us would walk or learn to read or write or anything. But yet we do this to ourselves as adults all the time. We beat ourselves up for things not being perfect. So this podcasting thing, although I've been doing videos for quite a long time, is really new to me. I'm having to, if you are watching the video, I've got headphones on now so I can listen to the audio to check it's not going all squiffy. So far, so good, I think. I have to take the audio for the audio podcast and then for the video podcast, I have to go together with the video and like have to like stick it all together in post-production in my editing software. Oh, hang on, someone's at the door. Okay, I'm back. Yes, someone is at the door because of real life. You know what I mean? Real life happens sometimes. And could I start recording this whole segment again? Yes, but it's defeating the object of what I'm trying to say. And that is over perfection. It's what I talked about in that last podcast. So I'm asking you to forgive some of the audio little squiggles that you're going to hear in the rest of this podcast 
when we're talking back about getting out of a funk. And I've got to say, when I am in a funk, I am far less forgiving of imperfections. But we're all human. And as mums, definitely we beat ourselves up way too much. So I want you to have a little think where in your life your perfectionism is just procrastination dressed up as perfectionism. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I haven't got enough time to clean the whole kitchen, so I won't bother. I just will leave it. Whereas actually, you're better off doing a little bit of it and getting it done. Might not be perfect. Do a little power hour. I don't have time to change all the beds, so I won't bother doing any. Just change one. Just do one. Progress over perfection. So I might be recording future podcast episodes with my headphones on and you can see my microphone and all the gubbins. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you fed up of feeling crazy, busy and super disorganized all the time? Well, I've got you covered with my new Organized Life Planner, which is here to help you get your life back on track with a yearly overview, weekly planning, daily planning, task prioritizing, meal planning, birthday planning, weekly reflections, journaling, notes and more. This planner is perfect for busy mums who want to get organized and stay motivated. Get your copy now in digital or printed format and start planning your life today by visiting mummyof4.com forward slash planner or using the link down in the show notes. But I think that has to be okay. I want this podcast to be a little bit more about real life. I mean, I've called it Real Talk with Re. Not a perfect name, but it is what I want to do, which is just keep everything a little more real. So now I'm going to hand you back to Back in Time Re, who is going to continue to talk about how to get out of a funk. Next thing is really important to when you are in a funk is allow yourself to let it out if necessary if that means a good cry maybe put on a really sappy movie some sad songs if you need to feel your feelings sometimes it's better to just feel them let them out it can be really really cathartic and then you can move on rather than feeling kind of stuck in that funk especially as a mum that can be really challenging because If you're feeling in a funk and you're feeling really low energy, you've still got tiny humans that you have to care for who still need you to be at your best. So sometimes the quickest way out of it is to stop pushing through, let the feelings out, feel the feelings so you can get past them. Next thing you can do, sort of related to journaling, I suppose, and again, this is something that you can do when you phone your friend, and that's make a bit of a plan and a brainstorm of things that you can do in your specific situation to work out your issue. The thing that's causing you to feel in the funk, or quite often we lead such busy lives, it's when a number of things come at us from different directions that you just feel like you don't feel like yourself and you don't know which way to turn. I know those are the times that I really struggle. It's like you can have one thing, you know, one extra ball to juggle amongst all of the life and the children and all the things, but you throw a few extras in, you then got family problems and work problems and health problems. That's when it just becomes totally overwhelming. Make this plan, whether you do this on your own, with your journal, with a friend, 
I definitely recommend if you're not speaking it through with someone to get pen to paper. I find that really helps me clarify in my mind. And then you can add to that list of ideas of how you can help improve your situation. Is it that you need to ask for more help? Are you struggling with the housework? So you need to outsource and perhaps get a cleaner in, be it once a month, just to help you get back to it. If it's financial issue, where can you go for advice? Sort that out. Which action steps can you take to make that better? If your job is becoming too stressful, who do you speak to at work to help you take the steps to make it more manageable? They say a goal without a plan is just a wish. So make that plan and then you've got some action steps and structure to follow so you can start feeling more like you again. One very quick and easy solution when you're feeling in a funk is just to get outside and get some fresh air. Maybe that's sit in a garden, go for a walk, sit in a park, sit outdoors in a cafe. But fresh air really can be so underrated for blowing away the cobwebs. It's funny because we're in that kind of funk, or at least when I'm in that kind of funk, the last thing I wanna do is go anywhere. I just want to stay in and become more introverted. But actually getting outside just helps so much every time. And then the next thing you can do, rather than changing your environment by literally just stepping outside, is physically switching up your environment. I have always found that sometimes when you're in a massive funk, you associate your home and the way it is at the moment by feeling really stuck. So sometimes by refreshing your home or the place you work or just the place you spend the most time, you can really help to feel like you've had a fresh start. So maybe if you know you are struggling to sleep, rearrange your bedroom, stop staring at the same bit of ceiling where you associate your insomnia, switch around your bedroom, feel like you've got a nice fresh bedroom, perhaps with blackout curtains added, a place where you really can sleep better. So if you watch some of my recent YouTube videos, you'll know that I've just had a recent refresh in my office. And part of that was because I was in a massive funk. So following the flu, which took me the best part of a month to get over, I was feeling really creatively stuck. I didn't know what to make videos about. I mean, part of that was probably because I had brain fog from the flu, but I was just generally feeling like I don't know what to do. I didn't feel creative. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to switch around my office. I'm gonna fall back in love with making videos. By making my home office a nice space to be, by making my home office an easier place to film, by having everything I need where I need it and more likely to actually get stuff done. Maybe you're in a rut and you're fed up with cooking. Swap around some of the things in your kitchen cupboards. For example, when we lived in our last house, and shout out if you're one of the OG followers and you remember when my YouTube channel was in our old house, but we had a much bigger kitchen. This kitchen is actually easier to use, the smaller kitchen in our current home. And I could have done something so, so simple in the old house that I just didn't even think of. And that's switching around the internals of the cupboards. We'd have the dishwasher down one end and then the plates lived up the other end. And then you had to walk them back past the dishwasher to get to the table. With hindsight, it was ridiculous. But by switching those things around, that would have made me fall back in love with that kitchen because it would have been easier to use. So switching up your space really I cannot rave about enough. I've spent a little bit of money buying some new desks for this room. And yes, I did have a new chair as well because I wanted something with a lower back. But my original plan was just to swap around the furniture. So you can literally freshen up a room without spending any money at all and just switching things around. Did a similar thing in our living room where it just didn't sit right. And I actually put some 
different which way round shall I have this room options on my Instagram stories um, and one of my lovely followers came up with the idea for how the room is now and I absolutely love it so that went from being a room that didn't quite sit right to being something amazing without spending any extra money and just having a switch around another really great technique for getting out of funk is tapping and this really helps if you've got an especially stressful situation if you are suffering from anxiety about something and this is tapping on certain points on your hand, your face, your collarbone and under your arm in order to relieve stress. The idea is think about the thing that's making you stressed at the beginning of the exercise as you sit and tap on the side of your hand. Apologies if you cannot see what I'm doing at the moment because you're listening not watching on YouTube but I will put a little link to a video that explains tapping down in the show notes. You tap on the side of your hand, you tap on certain points on your face. I've tried this so many times it's a technique I do with my children who have autism. Granted it doesn't work with every single meltdown but it's such a great asset to have in our toolkit because it works most of the time. I will link a really comprehensive video that I love to follow when I need to use tapping or teach tapping to somebody else down in the description and the accompanying blog post to go with this podcast which you can find in the show notes if you are listening on your favourite podcasting app. The next one as they say in Grey's Anatomy is to dance it out. Any other Grey's Anatomy fans out there by the way I have been watching that show since my eldest child was newborn and I love it. I'm so obsessed with it. I think I've seen every episode multiple times. Anyway, in Grey's Anatomy, whenever they were having a bit of a moment, whenever they were in a funk, they would dance it out. I do this with the children all the time. I think I've done this my whole life really. I used to dance when I was younger so I've always associated dancing with feeling better, elevated mood. It was just Grey's Anatomy that referred to that term, but dance it out just really speaks to me because you can literally dance out the stress, dance out the fun. Stick on some really loud music, just jump around your kitchen, dance like no one's watching because no one will be watching. Just dance out the funk until it's, if not gone, eased a lot. And if dancing doesn't speak to you, then you could do something like going for a run, going to the gym, doing a class, any form of moving your body, even if it's just going for a walk, will raise your endorphins and help you get out of that funk. Now personally, running has just never been my thing. It's been one of those things I'd love to do. I'd love to be a runner. I would love the idea of being someone that goes for a run, but it's just not me. I guess it's not for everyone, is it? And I think as I'm getting older, I've realized that if I want to do something exercise-based I'm actually going to stick to, it's got to be something that's more inflow and less something I kind of hate. Anyway, I digress. We were talking about getting out of a funk, weren't we? A really quick fix I find for getting out of a funk when I'm feeling really overwhelmed is simply to have a shower. I literally feel like it's the last thing I want to do when I'm really feeling in a funk. But the warm water, it just feels like it's washing all the stress away and down the plug hole. I can't think of a time in my life where I've ever had a shower and did not feel better, whether I've been feeling mentally or physically out of sync. In fact, I do remember when my youngest was born and my youngest is now six and she was three weeks early and I was induced. I have talked on my YouTube channel before now about birth story and things, but let me know if you'd like to have a podcast where we chat all things birth because that would be a good thing to to have a little chat about. Anyway, so she was born three weeks early and then several days after she was 
born, I think it was three days after she was born because I was over 48 hours postnatal, I started violently shaking and I ended up back in hospital with a really nasty infection, I had sepsis. And I had one of those drip things in my arm and I just felt the roughest I've ever felt in my whole life. And a few days in, so bear in mind, I've, I've got like a thing in my arm, like one of those tap things to stick the, the drip in and I just feel disgusting and I've got a newborn baby that I'm caring for. My other children had come down with chicken pox and my husband was at home with them. They weren't allowed to come in and see me. I was being baryonist. The whole thing was a mess. And I just felt so ill. And then a few days in, because I had been too ill to do anything other than going to the toilet. So I came for my baby, just trying to feed through the night and still have no sleep and have sepsis all at once. So a few days in, I managed to drag myself into the shower, holding, hanging my arm out of the shower to try and not get this plug thing in my arm. I can't even think what it's called. Is it called a cannula? Someone will film me, I'm sure, on what it's actually called. So I managed to have a shower and while I was in the shower, my, I think my auntie or someone I think had perhaps come to visit and was sitting with Zara, who was the baby, and the nurses, because I'd finally got out of the bed, managed to change my sheets. For days and days I'd been sitting in just disgusting sheets, not showered. And I got out of that shower and sat in fresh sheets and I thought I was healed. <laughs> I felt so much better my medical status had not changed in that 20 minutes, but I felt so much better. I felt healed. I felt me mentally better and therefore I felt physically better. So while a shower may not be actual magic, it can sometimes feel like it. And if you just really, really don't want to, then it's worth dragging yourself into a shower if you are in a funk and you will feel better. I guarantee it. And if not 100% better, just a step better. And sometimes when we're in a funk, that can be important to realise that we can't go from, if it's a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like, you're having the best day ever, and 0 being like, you're having the worst day ever. You can't expect to go from a 0, 1 or a 2 to a 10 in one step. It's more about thinking about improving how we can move up that scale in order to get out of a funk. We've got so much pressure on ourselves, on our lives these days, especially as mums. The mental load we have to juggle is insane. The comparison trap is real and social media does not help with that. And sometimes when it's just all too much, saying, right, I need to feel like a 10 out of 10 now, it's just not achievable. But by thinking we can kind of just step a rung up the ladder, a rung up the ladder by hanging out with a friend. Thank you so much to everyone that has messaged to say that listening to my videos and things does feel like hanging out with a friend, that really does mean so much because that's kind of how I want it to feel and that just means so much to me, so thank you. But think about working your way if you're out of the ladder. Which brings me to another point which is just really, really important and that's knowing when it's time to get some proper help. I'm no doctor, I am not a mental health professional, but I think it's just so important to be aware for the sake of ourselves and the sake of our children when it is just like a funk, it is just a situational thing and when things like align and we can we can kind of feel better and, and do things like exercise and take these little steps that we've chatted about today to feel better and when it's something more. If you're concerned that it might be something more, it is worth speaking to your doctor just to ask them, could this be something more? Because let's say, guys, if it was our children, if our children were struggling with something, we would take them to the doctor, wouldn't we? So if we would do it for our children, why not do it for ourselves? And remember that by taking care of your own mental health, you are setting that amazing example for your children as they grow up, that if they are struggling, they will then be more likely to ask for and get help if they've known it's okay to do that because you have modeled that for them. 
So this has been Real Talk with Reed. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed it and I shall catch you guys in the next episode. Mwah.